If you find the real estate market stressful, confusing, and complicated, then you've come to the right place. Stay tuned as Randy and his expert guests dispel the myths and give you a dose of reality. It's Real Estate Revealed. And here's your host, Chicagoland's premier home appraiser, Randy Barcella. A very enthusiastic and exciting welcome to Real Estate Revealed, and I am Randy Barcella. It is always a joy for me to be with you every Sunday morning. I am happy that you tuned in. Today's special show, Three Myths About Commercial Lending, and in studio to dispel these myths from reality is the president and owner of Commercial Lending X, yeah, Brad Hedick. Also, tips for first-time real estate investors looking to take the leap. Wow. And uh, no better to share with us her current tips than our expert realtor from Chicago Properties. Yeah, Sandra Wright. Also, we are in a golden age of home ownership. Are you a first-time homebuyer or looking to trade up or down? In studio is our mortgage expert from Loan Depot. Yeah, Pat Canone. And then um, lastly, I keep getting this every month and it never stops. Do you think there's an FHA inspector who calls for repairs when you're getting an FHA loan or you're selling your home FHA? Well, me, Randy Barcella, I will dispel the myths versus reality here. Yes, we do have a packed house with a lot of valuable information. So get a paper and pencil ready. And as always, we are live. We're not one of those recorded shows. We are here for you. We're from the Chicagoland area and we are live. Um, 312-642-5600 if you want to talk with us. 312-642-5600. Brad Hedick, president and owner of Commercial Lending X. Good morning, my friend. Good morning. I'd uh, love to learn a lot of th- from you, and you've got some myths about commercial lending. Well, yeah, and I'm going to dive into that in a second, but first off, I hope everybody's enjoying the last weekend of summer. Oh, no. And, uh, but, um, and I hope the Bears perform well today. you got to get that out. So, uh, But I, I do want to focus on some myths in commercial lending today. Um, these are questions I often get or phone calls I get, and some people just don't understand. And I kind of want to explain why some of this stuff doesn't work, because sometimes it seems the questions seem reasonable, but there's some reasons why. Um, the first myth that I often get is, can you finance a property purchase or a business purchase with no money down? And I will tell I you that, that, is, that that is pretty much never the case that you can do that. Um you know, I know in residential, you can get away with 3% down on some deals, and that's because it's a government-backed loan. There are some options in commercial finance to buy a business or an owner-occupied commercial property where you can get away with 10% down via Small Business Administration loan. Again, another government-backed product. Um, but the standard rule for commercial properties is 20 25%, or even sometimes okay. more money down. Um, and the reason for this is really twofold. First, based on historical data... Lenders know that borrowers that put cash into deals are much more likely to stand behind those deals in the future. So uh, people with no money in, those are the people who tend, when times get bad, to throw the keys back at the bank and kind of take off. So, Well, are you saying that business ownership prices are greater than residential? That's why you need more money down? Well, the... the, it, again, it has more to do with the type of financing Okay, available. not the price. The, not oh, okay. the pricing, yeah. And then the second thing is regulators um, have guidelines that banks have to follow when they do commercial lending. These are all assets that go on their books that are backed by bank capital. So the bank's policies have to be set up to match what the regulations are and to protect their capital, which is another reason why they require more cash down because it provides more protection for them okay. if there's ever a liquidation. Um, now, I often see customers trying to get around this rule. 
Um, just this week, I got a phone call from somebody who is looking to buy a business. It's a $60 million purchase. Wow. And uh, in this case, the seller of the business is willing to carry a note back for 20% of the purchase price. So the borrower came to me and said, I want to finance the full other $48 million. No money down from the borrower. Mm. So that's just not going to happen in this market. Again, it's not going to meet the regulatory requirements. Lenders are still going to want that true cash equity into a deal. Um, and if that were the case and everybody could do that, everybody would be buying businesses, right? It's right. Money down, let me $40 million. <laughs> Well, they want some meat in the game, you know, the banks. They yeah. want to know the st- that the person's going to be stability. The stability. Exactly. Exactly. So, And that's Sandra Wright from Chicago Properties. Yeah. So, And another way I see people try to get around it is when they go to buy a commercial property. And I, I hear this a lot. Um, oh, I, I know the seller. I cut a deal. The property's worth 800000 but I'm only paying 500000 So will you lend me 100% because it's going to value out? And and Randy, you know this. I mean, sure. the best example of a value is the agreed upon contract price between two people, right? Right. And a lot of people think that appraisers tell you what it's worth. No. The value of your property is the sales contract price that's agreed on between an educated buyer and an educated seller. That's the market. That's the value. As appraisers, we simply get comparable sales to justify and support the value that you just paid and agreed on with the seller. Yeah, and and I will say in 90% of the time somebody tells me this, the appraisal does not come in higher than the purchase price. And then the other 10% of the time when it does, it's marginally higher. Maybe it's 525 or 550. It's never that 800,000. Right. There are a lot of cases um, where I've been on appraisals this past year where it was selling under duress and let's say it sold for 350 but it really was worth 400 i'm appraising it for 400 too often incompetent appraisers look at the sales contract price and they get three comparables to hit the sales contract price that's not appraising there are a lot of deals and examples this past year where they sold it low cuz they needed out but it really it's worth more correct and 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 here's where the other catch then comes in is the regulators, and again, bank loan policy states that they will advance the lesser of appraised value or purchase price. Mm-hmm. So even if you do have a case where the appraisal does come in 100000 higher, it doesn't mean the lender can advance you more money. They have to go by their policy, which is the lesser of the two. They still want you to have that true Well, here's something for you, deal. too, and on the residential side, if it was a flip in 30 days, not your typical 90, FHA requires a second appraisal. So if the if the contract price was two fifty and appraiser hits two fifty, the second appraiser comes in at two forty. FHA is going with two forty. Yeah. So unless you want to do something that is like with a private or hard money lender who may buy a story under traditional financing, you're not going to get a deal done. So, um, so that's the first myth is uh, no money down. The second one is um, I get buyers all the time on commercial loans wanting to lock in long term fixed rates. And the way the residential market's designed is, again, it's a government-backed market. You do a mortgage. The mortgage gets sold into secondary market with a government guarantee as a bond. And because of that, the secondary market provides back this long-term fixed rate. In commercial lending, 90% of commercial loans sit on the books of the banks that make them. Banks are lending their deposits. Their deposits are gathered from CDs, money market accounts, etc., they have no idea what they're going to have to pay in money market CD rates tomorrow, let alone five years from now, 10 years from now, 30 years from now. 
So because of that, they tend they will not lock in their rates typically longer than five, seven, or max ten years. So I get a lot of, now there are a few products like some SBA products and some secondary mortgage products where we can do long-term fixed rates, but I'd say 90% of the time, the rates, uh, the, the term of the rate fix is lower. And then the last big myth I get, and this is really on commercial loans, is there's most banks require, if you have a business entity borrowing the money, that the individual signs a personal guarantee. And that's, in essence, the individual backing up and signing the note as well as the business entity and saying, I will back it personally. I get borrowers all the time wanting to get out of their personal guarantee, not have to give one. It's almost impossible to do. Um, Banks want to know that the ultimate owner is standing behind it. And it's really more about being sure they do the right thing than it is so much about chasing them for money if something bad were to happen. But Nice. And, and this is Brad Heddock. He's the president and owner of Commercial Lending X. And if you need some more information about commercial lending and the myths associated with it, um, there's no better in Chicagoland area than Brad Heddock. Brad, how can somebody get a hold of you? Uh, appreciate it. Um, best way, phone number 630-988-4852 or email me at brad at commerciallendingx.com. Probably not going to answer during the Bears game today, but outside of that, I'm around. <laughs> Fantastic. And speaking of great information, you know, we've got the top realtor, my favorite in all of Chicago with Chicago Properties, um, Sandra Wright. And she's got some tips for first-time real estate investors looking to take the leap. Good morning, Sandra. Good morning. Happy to be here and go Bears, right? Hey, the Sox are in the playoffs, hate to tell you. Uh, (laughs) There you go. Well, I'm happy to see sports again. Thank you. Yes. All right. So... Investment property. Um, This topic has been coming Mm. up. I will say residential market is my game. And I, and you know, Brad talking about on the commercial side, I think it's a good segue. Um, It has come up quite often that now with the obviously COVID and on, you know, people trying to re change their mindset on their future, I have gotten multiple calls on, you know, real estate because real estate, there is that, there is the stability. Low, but you know what? I don't want to cut you short because there's a, there's a lot of valuable information that the people entering right now, it's a hot time to enter, but we don't want to rush you at all. We're coming up to a quick break. Hey, you're listening to the Real Estate Revealed Radio Show. Enjoy it every Sunday morning, 8 to 9 a.m. I'm Randy Barcelli, your show host. And thank you all so much for making us your Sunday habit. We come back more of the top realtor from Chicago, Sandra Wright. You're listening to Real Estate Revealed with Randy Parcella. And it's always so good to be with you. I'm feeling like this is a Soul Train dance uh, party here. Oh, my gosh. But uh, don't we play the best music in all the radio? But I'm being told by my producer, hey, Randy, stop dancing. This is a talk show. Hey, good morning, everybody. You are listening to Real Estate Revealed. Enjoyed every Sunday morning, 8 to 9 a.m., and uh, before the break, if you missed any part of Brad Heddock, he's the president, owner of uh, Commercial Lending X. Get out to Facebook right now. Real Estate Revealed, R-E-V-E-A-L-E-D on Facebook. I have videos of, of everybody in the studio this morning. And right before the break, one of the top realtors from Chicago, Chicago Properties, Sandra Wright, was talking about tips for first-time real estate investors looking to take the leap. And with the rates so low at 3% or lower uh, lately, um, there's a lot of people knocking on Sandra's door. Sandra, we're ready. We're going to take the leap. But... Exactly. There's more to it than this desire. There is more to it than just the percentages. But I will say, you know, 
times of changing and people are trying to diversify their portfolios, whether it's the stock market, you know, and obviously real estate is stable and percentages uh, for financing are low. It's just, you know, taking that leap. And my phone has been ringing off the hook that I have had many inquiries as to, oh, I want to get into investment property. How do I do it? Where do I go? What do I look at? And I mean, this is the thing. You do need to do your due diligence. You do need to see what makes sense and what are your goals. Um, so, you know, there are some key components before I actually get into it. But the biggest decision is deciding that you want to do it. Um, with anything, there with risk, there's reward. Um, and again, if you want to get into investment property, it also is it's work. It's not like all of a sudden the money is just going to be coming in and it's going to be this gravy train. There is work involved. You're going to be a landlord. You're going to be taking those steps, um, working with a tenant and keeping that building maintained. Um, so I, I came up with the three S's. Yeah. Um, the three S's are keep it simple, um, keep it small, and stability. Um, so... You know, discussing small, I think, as a first leap into investment property, you know, don't go big. Don't go into a hundred unit building on your first run. Go into something that is, you know, a little more turnkey for you. I mean, it might cost you a little bit more, but from the perspective of going through uh, the first step in taking on this type of ownership, um, you're going to have a, a I would say a better reward in the end that it's not going to be as scary. And truthfully, from the financing perspective, you're you're not going to find somebody to finance you for a hundred unit building if you don't have any experience. So good, good and, point. And also, if you're just tuning in, we're live three one two six four two fifty six hundred. Give us a call if you want some tips from Sandra on your first step leap into the real estate investment market. Three one two six four two fifty six hundred. We're live. Happy to hear from you. Sandra. And and talking, you know, as far as types of properties, I mean, when I talk small too, I obviously do a lot of work in Chicago. So you're you're either looking at a condo um, where you have a homeowners association. We need to make sure that that building allows for rentals. Um, does it make sense from, um, you know, you have to think like a renter, even though you're going to be that landlord, what is the, the pros and cons? Put your list together. Um, determine, you know, is there easy access for transportation? Um, is there, you know, washer dryer in unit? Um, what are the comps? Again, you know, talking to an agent like myself, you're going to get that information, um, but do your due diligence from that standpoint. Um, other properties, you know, they're single family and there is multi-units. Single family, you know, um, you can live in it for a bit. I mean, first-time buyers, too, are kind of looking out in the market as far as, I want to live in it, but maybe I want to get some rent down the road. Um, this might be a good jumping point to get into that investment market. Um, the same with the multi-units. You could be looking at a two-flat, and you live in one of them, and you do that FHA, um, and you get that rent to take care of the mortgage. Um, and then the interest rate is low, like we were talking about, you know, that 3.5%. Um, so 
There's lots of different ways to do it. It's just making sure you know what your goals are. I mean, what are you going to do in the first year, the the third year, in five years, in 10 years? Are you trying to build that investment port um, empire? And, and you know what, Sandra, it is really exciting for a lot of people wanting to get into the market right now because it's so hot and rates are so low and you can afford more than ever. But you're right. You can't just listen um, to commercials or online um baiting you with uh, anybody can do it, just show up to my seminar on Saturday. No, you really have to be educated. You have to know the, there's a lot of responsibilities in buying an investment property. You got to be a property manager. What if uh, right. the furnace or heat goes bad or the roof goes bad or plumbing goes bad or, or anything. So I advise you to talk with Sandra Wright and she's got a list for you to follow. Very easy to understand. Right. Well, and, you know, the the second, you know, S is just keeping it simple, Um, you know, something that you can manage that it's not over the top. I mean, you might, like I said, you may be paying a little bit more for this property on your first run, but you're getting your feet wet. You're getting to understand it. I have um, actually a client who just closed this last week on his second investment property, but he started you know, square one, first time buyer buying a place for himself. And, you know, instead of, you know, putting his money in the stock market, he said, I'm going to try, you know, buying an investment property. So he bought his first condo uh, to rent out one bedroom last year. And then he just closed on his second one bedroom uh, last week. And he's like, you know, I got the steps. He's got his Rolodex. He's got his handyman. He's got his Um, property manager, and things are going well for him. Um, Again, it's making sure you got, you know, all the key components and you get good renters in place too. Um, So then the third item is scalability. I mean, so in, in comparison to what his story is, it was like he knows what his mix is. He likes the one bedrooms um, and the condos. So he's just keeping with that game plan. Um, you know, there's other folks that are going into multi-units where they're looking at the two flats, the three flats. They're expanding based on, you know, again, it's your budget, what works for you, and you're looking at the ROI and how those numbers play in. Um, I will say when you start talking multi-units, which I guess you could, Brad, talk to it, it's to that point that the return, um, when you start getting into a three-unit, you do and, see the numbers increase. And Sandra, could you re um, just recap the three S's again for our listeners. So it's small, simple, and scalable. So again, you know, getting those key pieces together, making the plan, and you know, like Brad, talk to a lender, get get an idea of what it's going to take from a financing, whether it is from the commercial side, whether it is from the residential side. There's definitely different pieces to the puzzle when it comes to the financing. And Brad, what are you seeing are some issues or problems that people don't realize going for investment loans? Yeah, well, there's two things. First, um, you can go use the residential mortgage market if you're buying single family or up to four units. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's the best way to lock in long-term rates. But you have to do that in your personal name. You can't use an LLC or a business entity. If you want Good to use point. a business entity, you got to talk to a commercial guy like me and get a commercial loan. And, I didn't know that. Good point. And then on the commercial side, we don't have the same long-term fixed rate. So people have to kind of judge how many people, how many properties they want and what risk they want to take personally. 
I'm, I'm a big proponent. If you get a good umbrella policy for insurance, I don't think you have to have every property in a separate LLC, but your attorney is always going to tell you to put every property in a separate LLC because they're going to try to limit all your risk. But sure. the other big thing I constantly see is borrowers buying their first or second and six months, a year later, they want to cash out refi all this money or equity they get. Yeah, I don't recommend that either. And well, there's if a it's lot in an LLC, you can't do it. Well, you, you could do a cash out refi, but um, a lot of people, it, it's the program that everybody gets sold on, right? I can buy some properties and two years from now I can cash out, use that money to buy new properties. Sure. It's very hard in reality to do that. You're really going to have to start putting your own money into these things to keep them going. And, and Sandra, you're the expert at helping people, first time investors, make the leap. How could somebody get a hold of you? You can get a hold of me on my cell. It's 773-294-4444 or my website, which is wd-realestate.com. That's fantastic. And also, if you want to um, call Sandra right after the show, all of us on their show today, we're here available right after the show. We're working seven days a week for you. Hey, get out to the website, realestaterevealed.com, R-E-V-E-A-L-E-D.com. There's biographies of everybody, of Sandra, of Brad, of everybody on the show, and their emails and their phone numbers. And we're here to help you and make this entire um, journey through real estate stress-free. Hey, I'm Randy Barcella, your show host, and we are having a blast with you this morning, like we do every Sunday morning. I want to thank you all so much for making us your Sunday habit. We are, uh, I'm aware now of the last couple of months, we are the longest-running weekend real estate show, and it's because of you, the audience. Thank you so much for making us your Sunday habit. We come back, Pat Canone, Loan Depot. You're listening to Real Estate Revealed with Randy Barcella. It like that, and I can't sing at all. So, <laughs> but we play good music, and I love dancing salsa. Good morning, everybody. Hope you're having a blast along with us. We love being here with you every Sunday morning. You're listening to the Real Estate Revealed Radio Show. Enjoy it every Sunday morning, eight to nine a.m. I'm Randy Barcella, your show host, and we're live. If you want to talk with us or get some free advice, yeah, three one two six four two fifty six hundred. 312-642-5600. What a powerful last segment with Sandra Wright, the top realtor from Chicago Properties. Wow. Um, you want to see her? <clears throat> Get out to the Facebook right now. Real Estate Revealed on Facebook. There's videos of everybody in the show all morning. R-E-V-E-A-L-E-D, Real Estate Revealed. Um, and as promised, the, one of the top loan officers uh, in the Chicagoland area, that's why he's part of the show, the lowest interest rates with this guy, the lowest closing costs, no BS. He gives you a pre-approval letter, not a pre-qualified letter. Um, he's really doing some amazing things in the Midwest, and I refer everybody to him. Pat Canone, the mortgage loan expert from Loan Depot. Good morning, Pat. Good morning, Randy. Good morning, Sandra. Well, Good morning. Well, uh, Randy, when you introduced me earlier, you had indicated that we are in a new golden age for home ownership, and I've been touting that for the past several weeks. Interest rates are at ridiculously low levels. And um, this morning falls here. And what I'd like to do is uh, educate the consumer on how to stay cool while shopping for your home, whether it's your first home, move up or trade down. Today's market, and I know Sandra and I have discussed this over and over again, is hot, hot, hot. We're seeing multiple offers. We're seeing above list. We're seeing limited inventory. Uh, the most recent statistics that we have out there, 68% of the homes out there sold in July were uh, on the market less than 30 days. Are you seeing that as well, Sandra? I mean, things are moving. Um, in Chicago, I would say it's all 
kind of there's been a little bit of a shift that there is a lot more inventory on the market in downtown Chicago. Mm-hmm. Um, but in the last week, things are picking up and it's moving again. But right. I, I think that has more to do with just the season and people hunkering down now that school is back in session and summer break is over. Exactly. And I'm starting to see that as well. My phone, uh, just like Sandra's, is ringing off the hook as uh, families have gotten their kids uh, settled in with school and with the remote lo- learning and such. But, uh, you know, out in the western suburbs, uh, pickings are slim. But here's what you can do to stay c- and keep a cool head. Um, what I suggest as a consumer, whether you're a first-time home buyer or thinking of moving, is to start with an authentic budget. The last thing I want to see is a phone call on a Saturday afternoon. Hey, Pat, I'd like to go take a look at a home. Um and uh, my realtor is going to be taking me out. I need a pre-approval letter. Okay, I happen to be home. I help the individual. And the home that they're interested in is way beyond their budget. And they didn't realize that until they made that phone call. So it's important for you to sit down. If you're married, to sit down with your spouse. If you have a significant other with your partner. And actually take pen and pencil to paper and determine what are your expenses. What is your after-tax um, uh, uh, pay stubs? And see what you, your take-home pay is. Come up with a realistic dollar amount that you'll be comfortable with. I always ask, one of the first cust, uh, questions I always ask the consumers, how much do you think you can comfortably afford for a mortgage, including taxes and insurance? And unlike some other areas of the country, taxes are all over the place within the Chicago land and western and northern suburbs Well, of the Chicago. other thing is, as a first-time buyer, uh, they typically obviously are renting, so they're not even always putting two together. Two and two together when it comes to property taxes. Absolutely. And like you said, putting together a budget, as a realtor that I am too, if somebody, if you say, uh, Randy, they're pre-qualified for a house of 250000 I show them houses for houses of two hundred and thirty and lower because guess what? School supplies come up. Your refrigerator might break. You might get a flat exactly. tire. Right. You might get a bad furnace. Go under right. your budget. You should have a cushion because <laughs> yes. you have to... You know, unexpected yeah. things do you, come up. You and have that's to, Sandra, right? Chicago properties. Yep, uh, you have to expect the unexpected when becoming a homeowner, especially if you're purchasing a uh, a single family home or a multi unit property, as uh, Sandra was discussing earlier. So, you know, we've had previous shows uh, before where I've explained the benefits of getting a pre approval way ahead of time. Um, you know, I've I've helped many consumers, and more and more are doing and taking that first step. Now more than ever, and I hate using these, this term the, in these unprecedented times, but it's true. In these unprecedented times, it's more important than ever to give yourself some breathing room when, uh, with your budget so you know exactly what you're comfortable with and paying on a monthly basis. Um, the second key that I'd like to discuss is learn what to expect before shopping. Uh, work with a knowledgeable realtor. Work with somebody like San- Sandra who can walk you through the purchase contract. I think it's important to know how that purchase agreement works so that you know going in what to expect as you move forward. And, you know, we've already discussed the importance of knowing uh, the taxes and association fees in the areas that you're interested in looking at. Oh, that's another big deal. If you're buying a condo and your monthly payment is 800 a month, but you got 300 a month in association dues, whoa, boy. Yeah. There's a lot to be... uh, 
to be educated on There's before you go looking. There's a tremendous amount of uh, information that you need to be and educated on. you know what? We're on. coming up to a quick break, and this is Pat Canone, the mortgage loan expert from the Loan Depot. Nobody better in the Midwest than him. In fact, I, re- I refer him to everybody I know. He's that good. I'm Randy Barcella, your show host, and you are listening to the Real Estate Revealed Radio Show. Enjoyed every Sunday morning, 8 to 9 a.m. We're coming up to a quick break because you know me, Randy Barcella. I want to start dancing again. We'll be right back. You're listening to Real Estate Revealed with Randy Parcella. It's not unusual to be loved by anyone. It's not unusual to have fun with anyone. It is not unusual for me to be dancing in the studio. Oh, God, this is Tom Jones great or what? I think last year he came back on The Voice as a judge. Some of these old uh, timers are still rocking it, and I love that song. It's not on you. Okay, I'm going to stop singing because you're going to turn off your dial. Hey, Randy Barcella here, your host with the Real Estate Revealed Radio Show, and it's so exciting for us every Sunday morning to be with you. We're having a blast. Hope you are, too. And you know what? This is how the show became evolved. Um, Let's face it. Buying or selling or getting a mortgage can be very stressful, confusing, complicated. Did I say stressful? It doesn't have to be that way. This is your show where each week we draw aside the curtains, peel back the layers, open the doors, and uncover the truth. We dispel the myths versus reality here so you can have a stress-free experience going through this real estate and mortgage market. And speaking of stress-free, Pat Canone, mortgage loan expert with the Loan Depot, was just going over some valuable information with us about how how great this market is. I love that, Randy. Stress-free. So to recap, we start start with an authentic, well-thought-out budget. Learn what to expect before you start looking at homes, but be firm with your needs and flexible with the rest. What do I mean by that? Uh, Think, why do I want to own a home? Then be picky about the must-have items. Um, When you find that home, uh, let's say with somebody like Sandra, walk up and down the stairs, go to the laundry room, go through the garage. Do you see yourself in this home? Do you see and imagine yourself living here for three to four years or forever? Um, you know, be picky on those particular items. However, you've got to be willing to compromise on cosmetic items. Sandra and I were discussing that uh, recently. Don't expect perfection. You may need to repaint. That's easy. You, you know, some homes still have old-fashioned wallpaper. Flooring might need to be redone, countertops, etc. All of these items can be changed. Renovation, customization loans are available if you want to take that path. So stay positive. Don't rush into a decision. If you lose a home uh, to somebody else after placing a bid, know that and learn by that experience through your realtor like Sandra. So next time, maybe offer a little bit more. But again, stay within your budget. The right home is out there. Right. There's plenty of other homes out there. I, I tell folks all the time, I mean, go through the practice run. It might not be the one that you get on the first try, but at least then you know for the second time. Exactly. Exactly. Don't get discouraged. So to recap, stick within your budget, the price range. Don't be house rich, but cash poor. Again, don't be house rich or cash poor. And Pat Canone, you're working today, Sunday, right after the show. We are live. And if you, somebody wants to get a hold of you, Pat, how could they? You can always reach out to me at 630-965-8138. That's 630-965-8138. Or on the web at patcanone.com. That's C-A-N-N-O-N-E. Great information. Of course, I've got all the videos of everybody today in the studio. On Facebook Live, yeah, Real Estate Revealed on Facebook, R-E-V-E-A-L-E-D. Also, you can vet every part of the show and every one of us and email us if you go to realestaterevealed.com. That's the website for the show, realestaterevealed, R-E-V-E-A-L-E-D.com. And uh, hey, I got this topic that keeps coming up every month because realtors are complaining 
and homeowners and I mean everybody. Do you think that FHA calls for repairs because you're going to an FHA loan or you're selling your F- house FHA and there's a you think there's an FHA inspector that's going to come out and call for repairs and then you got to rebuild the house? I'm here to tell you no. I tell you this every month. It's urban myth, everybody. There is no FHA inspector when you go for an FHA loan. An FHA does not call for repairs. It's urban myth. 23 years ago, the Lyle, the Hilton and Lyle FHA Home Ownership Center came here 23 years ago, and they said, everybody, we are no longer in the calling for repair business. There used to be a four-page or three-page legal-sized paper sheets. It was a VC sheet, valuation condition checklist. They called for repairs 23 years ago and prior the last 23 years, this urban myth is continuing. And I say, hey, uh, and I get these uh, realtors complaining. Hey, Randy, the um, appraiser called for burying a downspout under the sidewalk and going out four feet from the house. Uh, they said there was a funny noise in the furnace. It was brand new rehab. Uh, I need a heating certification. I need GFI outlets, GFCI outlets in the kitchen and bathroom. No, FHA does not call for that. Um, hey, Randy, I need peeling paint removed and the house is only five years old or the deck. No, that is not. If your house was built before 1978, yeah, it's probably lead-based paint. You can't buy lead-based paint in the last 30 years. You can't, they can't even make it anywhere. So if somebody's calling you for lead-based, for a, a peeling paint on a deck or a house and a, it's 5, 10, 15, 20 years old, did you, I'm here to tell you, ask the appraiser to copy and paste the sentences or the paragraphs in the HUD 4000.1 guideline that says you have to do it and do it. Otherwise, they have to take that off of the report because there's a lot of uh, appraisers who are incompetent and not continu- do not have the proper continuing education that are calling for these repairs. I did a townhouse last summer. It was a beautiful two-story townhouse. Two months after it was purchased, the homeowner called me, Randy Barcella. Yeah, I got a bone to pick with you. What? Um, in my master bathroom whirlpool, the jet, one of the jets didn't work and one of the light switches behind the didn't work. I said, did you get a, a home inspection done? No, Randy, I got an FHA mortgage and you're supposed to protect me because you're the FHA inspector. There is no FHA inspector. It says on the uh, forms that you filled out when you bought the place, uh, I recommend you getting a home inspection done um, because the appraisers do not act like home um, inspectors. And here's, I'm, I'm, I'm reading this right out of the uh, appraisal guide, uh, FHA HUD guidelines. The appraisal is not a home inspection, and the appraiser is not acting as a home inspection uh, inspector when doing the report. The borrower has the right to have a home inspected by a professional home inspector. FHA appraisals are no guarantee that the property is free from defects. The appraisal only estimates the value of property for mortgage insurance purposes only. Um, so if you have any more questions about this, I do home buyer seminars. I go to mortgage companies and I educate the loan officers what are going on. I go to real estate office meetings to let them know because about 50% of all the loans are FHA and you do not want to have your house not sell FHA because it's a great program. Three and a half percent down. Um, Randy Barcella. Oh my God, we're coming up to a quick break. We'll be right back. You are listening to real estate revealed on AM five, six of the answer. Enjoyed every Sunday morning, eight to 9 a.m. Real Estate Revealed with your host, Randy Parcella. Like heaven on earth, I can't take my eyes off of you. You're too good to be true. And of course, I can't sing at all, but I can dance. Happy Sunday, everybody. Boy, there's a lot going on in the Chicagoland area. And we are so excited to be with you here every Sunday morning, 8 to 9 a.m. I'm Randy Barcella, your show host, and this is Real Estate Revealed. Um, 
just to continue, because uh, we were talking during the break here about FHA. And uh, Pat Cano in Low Depot says, you know what? I cringe when people, when realtors say, I'm not listing my house FHA. And the homeowners say, I'm not either because there's an FHA inspector coming out and they're going to call for a lot of repairs. Um, I do this all the time. And I do homebuyer seminars. Uh, just to recap the last segment. If you go FHA or sell your house FHA or you go for an FHA loan, the urban myth is that there's an FHA inspector that's going to come out who's going to call for a lot of repairs. That's urban myth. 23 years ago, FHA came to the Chicagoland area. They said, we no longer call for repairs. If your house complies with local building and zoning codes and there's no health and safety issues, go ahead. So if you get a home inspection done and the home inspector says there's a lot of things that your village or town or city needs, like GFCI outlets and carbon monoxide and smoke detectors, state of Illinois, whatever, do those. But the appraiser, the FHA appraiser cannot call for anything that's cosmetic. And here's what I hear all the time. Hey, you're listing your house for sale, but, you know, FHA is going to call for this. And, you know, FHA has always called for that. No, that's urban myth. Dispel all those rumors. If you have any questions about this, I can come out to your real estate office, your mortgage company office, or a homebuyer seminar, 708-870-9400, 708-870-9400. Here's where I do call for repairs. Anybody, whether it's FHA, VA, or conventional, they're all equal here. If I walk up to the house, I see the shingles curling and flying off the house, and on the second floor, the ceiling tiles are brown. Guess what? You probably have a leaking roof. I go in the basement. There's horizontal cracks in the foundation. There's flooding. Yeah, you got to repair that. Or I go in a house, and there's hundreds of th- and thousands of black dots everywhere. I don't know if it's mold because you can't know unless it's tested, but I'm going to take pictures and say, hey, you better look at this. Or if there's no furnace, no hot water tank. The house has to be in at least average condition and livable. So get this out of your head that there's an FHA inspector that's going to come out and call for repairs. And if you do, here's another thing. A lot of appraisers who are not current with their continuing education or they're trying to make an extra buck because let's say the appraisal cost is $450 and the appraiser's getting paid $310. The appraiser says, well, I'm going to get away with calling for a bunch of cosmetic repairs so I can go back out and do a home inspection final Second inspection one. and they get another $125 for doing that. I get realtors every week. This is three, four days a week. Randy, this FHA appraiser called for 10 repairs, five repairs. They read them off to me. I said, nope, that's not an FHA requirement at all. Tell the appraiser to copy and paste from the HUD guideline that says you have to do it and you'll do it. Wow. I can't believe we're almost done with the show. If you missed any part of today's show, go out to the website tomorrow podcast of the entire show in the past two years of shows, real estate, Revealed, R-E-V-E-A-L-E-D.com. Also, you know me, if you're on Facebook, I always like to finish the show with inspirational quotes. Repeat after me, everybody. My current situation is not my final destination. You had some tough times in the last few months. You see, your setbacks were simply a setup for favors to come. And you know what? Not all storms come to disrupt your life. Some come to clear your path. And you know what? A comfort zone is a beautiful place, but nothing ever grows there, everybody. And if you had some layoffs or furloughs or something happened to you in the last three to four months, guess what? If you want something you've never had, then you've got to do something you've never done before. You see, reinventing yourself constantly is the best way of staying alive, everybody. Change directions. Also, moving forward, don't worry about your past. Hang out with those who you have a common future with, not a common past. Yeah, surround yourself with the conditions you want to produce in life. Thank you all so much for making us your Sunday habit. Be well. Make it a great week. And I can't wait to see you back here next Sunday morning on the Real Estate Reveal radio show on AM 560 The Answer. Go Bears. Go White Sox. 